I have to say something rock definitely knows how to put an intro on, doesn't he? So, <laughs> hello, welcome once again. Uh, as you can see, Rock isn't here. It's, I'm filling in for Rock, who's unfortunately unable to be with us today. This is Cloudburst, the next generation of discussion shows. If you're interested in cloud gaming and intelligent conversation, this show is definitely for you. Each week, we tackle just one cloud gaming question, no holds barred and no platform is left unturned. The panel are instantly recognizable and highly respected content creators in their own right, each renowned for their deep insight, wide knowledge and long list of achievements. Before we begin, let's say hello and to our amazing experts here. And Avery, how are you and how's your week been? I'm doing good, Duncan. Thanks for uh, thanks for rolling with Rock out uh, today. We appreciate you jumping in and uh, helping to moderate the discussion today. Uh, it's been a good week. It's going to be a good next week. It's going to be an even better week after that because it's Turkey Week. We uh, here in the states get to get to fill up on all that turkey goodness. So excited! That's good to hear. Clive, what about you? Yeah, it's uh, it's that it's that time of year uh, from a gaming point of view, but particularly pertinent year that comes around every few years as it were with the big console launches and so there's a lot a lot of attention on gaming generally a lot of excitement a lot of people getting their christmas presents early and all that kind of thing so uh yeah it's been uh, it's a good week and it's just it's just going to get better into the run-up uh to the holiday season and stuff like that so all good good to hear Eddie. what about you yeah, it has been. Uh, hey, Duncan, thanks for being here. First of all, I uh, love your new headset. Uh, I, I see what you did there with the headset. Uh. And um, yeah, it has been a good week. Tremendously great week on video gaming. And there's just so many games right now. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed by a number of games. Yeah, tell me about it. It is, it is that time where everything's coming out all at once. Uh, Lloyd, what about what about your good self? Yeah, first, thanks thanks for jumping in and uh, saving the show uh, for this week, Duncan. That's great to have you here. Uh, it's been a fantastic week in gaming. I have my uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey Black Obelisk right beside <laughs> me, which is uh, taking up the entirety of my room. I had to build another room to actually do the show because of the huge obelisk beside me. Um, the yeah. Spock Lloyd Thrustra. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been a it's been a fantastic week this uh between playing valhalla and checking out the xbox and and all the the features on stadia and all that stuff it's been uh it's been a wonderful week and uh the hits are just going to keep on coming as we soldier on to the end of the year it has been indeed uh it's there's just a wonderful time here and i'm just gonna just jump onto that point there and cloud gaming has made waves this week as well even during the the launch of these new consoles it has been great to see that the cloud stuff has actually That's taken cool. front and center as well during it uh chase what about your your good self uh as everyone has said duncan thank you so much for being here this week and um you know, stepping in for, for rock and, and supporting the show. It, it means a lot. And, um, as far as my week has been, uh, God, it's been a mix of, uh, emotions and then also gaming. So emotions on the side of, I have a roof leak, which is not great. Um, so I was dealing with that, uh, for the better part of the week and, and part of today. Um, but the thing that saved it was it's always gaming, right? Gaming always ends up coming back and helping you kind of escape reality. The, the reality that you, you tend to be in, um, and I have to say, um, coming back to the Xbox ecosystem has been extremely interesting. Um, I am, I'm heavily surprised and pleased by the experience I've had this week with the series S. So oh, I have the, I have the little brother to the big, the big brother that <laughs> Lloyd has, uh, but it's a great, it's a great console. And I actually played some stadia this week as well. I played some pub and I actually played a little bit of uh, Steamworld. So I've kind of been in a couple places this week, so. That's oh, good to hear as well. Like you're enjoying your gaming, but not so good about the the leak in your roof. But it, it never it never rains in Florida, so you don't have to worry. <laughs> <laughs> Only twenty minutes every day, three hundred and sixty five days a year. But other than that, yeah. and then the hurricanes. We're going to say that it's a sunshine state. That's what it is. It's pure sunshine. Wise, wise. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
this week, uh, we have the big uh, question. Okay, I have to get this right. I've got a script here in front of me. So we have to let burst the cloud hanging over us today uh, with the question. We learned this week that xCloud is to be ruled out in new countries, including Brazil and Mexico. And we're expecting Google Stadia to follow suit. As cloud gaming largely removes the need for expensive hardware, does the panel believe cloud gaming could be a game changer for emerging nations? So it's a it's a it's a big interesting question here, and I wasn't sure if I was allowed to mention the cloud burst stuff with your with you uh, your situation, Chase. But we'll start this off uh, today with uh, Clive. Uh, what what is your take on this? Well, I think, um, you know, clearly the industry sees it as the next big thing. You know, they've seen what's happened to, you know, TV and film and uh, now the technology is in place. Look, the technology is in place for cloud gaming to exist and it works. We know it works. It works on GeForce Now. It works particularly well on Stadia, you know, and it works okay as on xCloud and stuff. So the tech works. We know that. And so this is the next frontier and that's why Google are investing heavily in it, Amazon investing heavily in it, and Microsoft are full on uh, investing and going down that route because you know they've seen that those who get in early enough and to dominate that market are the ones that will succeed in the same way that Netflix has demonstrated in terms of um, SVOD and things like that and uh, video on demand and things like that. So that's one thing. Uh, you know, it's not just us who are keen gamers and, you know, play these things that can see it. These are massive corporations with, you know, futurists and strategists, you know, at their kind of core thinking, where's our next profit margin? You know, where's our growth? Because um, you can't just rely on the same, you know, consoles have a finite amount of sales. And whilst it will give you your profit, it might won't necessarily give you additional growth um and that's the main thing so they're all looking for where the new market is and what we are seeing is a convergence of two things we are seeing a convergence of particularly mobile technology increasing in terms of its bandwidth and its global reach so you know for instance india have invested heavily in you know 4g and no doubt will be investing the same in sort of 5g and stuff and they've sort of um they missed out early on the broadband kind of technology to a certain degree but in a way it doesn't matter they've kind of jumped over that gap and gone down the route of sort of 4g and 5g um and i think you'll see that in more and more countries the second thing is there's been a massive appetite for you know pe people playing on playing games on their mobile and at the moment we always and i've said mentioned this before i think last week we always describe them as mobile games but they're just games the reason we consider them mobile games are because they're limited to the power of your mobile phone well cloud gaming doesn't limit the game the quality of the game to your mobile phone so it's just games. So there is a clear appetite for games. And as I've mentioned loads of times, you know, before PUBG was ba banned in, you know, India, they saw the potential there and did a PUBG specific mobile version. Call of Duty has a global uh, Call of Duty mobile version. There is an appetite for these sort of AAA games. And at the moment, they've been restricted to mobile phone versions of them and there are as you know they were 50 million plus PUBG mobile players in india alone but what cloud gaming allows you to do is to deliver a wider range of games so those big triple a games on that platform that everybody around the world has where previously you were limited to only being able to deliver those games to people who had you know gaming PCs or the consoles, and they weren't particularly um, prevalent in massive, massive markets like India. So the technology is now in place for India in order to get the cloud gaming. And then the, the affordability of being able to, you know, up, get mobile phones, get the 4G, 
play AAA games on your phone is now an offering. And that is why the Googles and the Amazons and the Microsofts and everybody else see this as the next, you know, as uh, Phil uh, Harrison said, you know, the next two billion gamers because the gamers are already there. They're just playing games that are limited to the ability of their mobile phones. Cloud gaming gives them access to games which could only previously ever be played on larger platforms like consoles and gaming PCs. So absolutely, this is the next growth for um, the gaming markets. And that's why you have other technology firms like Amazon and Google wanting to come in um, now because they've, they've got the ability to reach those people as well. Thank you, Clive. Uh, just to mix this up a bit, uh, we'll go over Chase next. Chase, what, what, what's your thoughts on this today? No, I mean what Clive said is spot on. I and I, I think, I think the thing that that we, I don't remember if it was last episode or our our um, our pilot episode that we talked about this, but this is this is the big thing when we talk about these these topics specifically about where is cloud gaming going to go in the next five, five years at minimum. Right. Um, and you have to, I think, break up the conversation. There's North America and Europe, which is a completely different focus because you're dealing with, again, a, a, uh, a mindset that's very much been stuck in dedicated devices versus what Clive was alluding to. You're dealing with the rest of these uh, these countries across the world that are in these emerging markets that they've grown up on mobile devices. That is their PC. That is the way that they choose to play games. So the way that you reach those customers is by what? You offer a solution that doesn't require them to have to go into a larger cost towards a piece of hardware. So cloud in these emerging markets is going to be uh, it's going to take off. And and because of that, competition is going to explode. I mean, you're going to see, um, Lloyd alluded to this last week. Eddie talked about this. Clive did, Avery did as well. And so did Rock, that we, we're going to see all of these different players come into this space that we've never even heard of. There's going to be companies that were just like, who is this? Where did they come from? And it's just because, again, the, the whole focus is going to be how can we come in to Clive's point and get a little bit of, of the mind share and a little bit of, of money because it's all going to come down to dollars and cents. Um, that's what all companies do. They, they want to focus on how they can make the most money. Um, and then for, for players, it's going to remove the barrier to entry piece. So you're going to see more folks focus and go towards these options because they don't have to worry about having five, six, seven boxes in their house. All they got to worry about is three, four, five applications that take up what, you know, 300, 400 megabytes on, on your phone. Um, and everything, you know, heavy lifting wise is done on, on a, you know, a server. So it's, it's going to do just fine. Um, the numbers are there. The dollar signs are there. We've seen reports. We've seen data points that say, um, um, basically where the trajectory is going to go in the next three to five years. It's, it's hundreds of millions of dollars, even mo moving into billions of dollars that, that we're seeing potentially coming on board. And this is in the short term panel and, and Duncan, it's, it's not like this is something that is 10 years out. We all thought me included last year that we wouldn't see anything happen for seven to eight years. We're already seeing these moves with the money happen quickly. Um, and it's ramping up. So xCloud, they're being smart. You mentioned xCloud, Duncan, about how they've gone into South Korea. Um, they've partnered with SK Telecom. They're trying to get in now over within Japan. And the, you're going to see these companies start making these space race moves, right? They're all going to start trying to go into the market that this one was in and now this one, because it's going to all come down to competition. And how can they get, again, a little bit of mindshare? Thank you, Chase. Uh, Lloyd? Yeah, it's it's interesting. We we touched touched on this. I think it was last week where we were talking about um, emerging markets a little bit and how um, the mobile phone really is the way that they consume everything, whether it's TV, music, uh, gaming, uh, communication, all that. Um, uh, so we we already touched on that a bit. So let, let's get a little bit more into it. Like the game industry has always been focused around brick and mortar stores like you have to go to a brick and mortar store you have to buy the game you always have these huge displays um and you and the the publishers and the platform holders are always trying to get mind share by coming up with new and inventive ways to do end caps um, because it 
the whole industry revolved around brick and mortar stores. Well, um, let's take India, for example. If you're in a smaller village, you might not have a, a Walmart sitting there that you can go and buy your video games, but you definitely have a 4G or 5G um, cellular network that you can jump on. Um, in prepping for this, I looked a little bit for numbers, and they're saying that in 2019, uh, over 73% of the total traffic on the web traffic, <laughs> so everything that's done on the internet on the world wide web was done on a mobile phone in india so they were already seeing these huge growths in emerging markets um and if you want to sell games and you don't have a brick and mortar store cloud gaming immediately becomes super attractive because you don't have to have uh, the ios or android app store and only have those games but you can offer these consumers the exact same games that people are playing on their Xbox series or their PlayStation 5 or Stadia or whatever, whatever um, the service is on their phones. And if that is their primary um, connecting device to the Internet, that's the place that they're going to be looking to play these games. So I... I Excuse me. I fully think that in five years, um, in many emerging markets, maybe not India, but maybe other emerging markets, that the most games uh, that are played, new release games, will be on some form of cloud streaming because people don't want to just play the Candy Crushes and the poor mobile ports of, say, Call of, uh, not Call of Duty because that's a decent mobile port, but name a big brand and they come out with a mobile port or a mobile version which really isn't the same game consumers don't really want that experience for the most part at least they don't in north america what they want to play is what everybody else is playing what they're seeing on on twitter and facebook and all the social medias um people are playing um call of duty uh or or assassin's creed valhalla or watchdogs or you name a new franchise that's coming out and if they can, with a couple clicks, play it on their phone, um, that is a very compelling um, use case for cloud streaming. And I, I fully expect cloud numbers to just explode in other parts of the world that maybe don't have um, a, a large chain gaming store, brick and mortar um, markets uh, that we have here in North America and in, and in Europe. So yeah, I, I fully, fully expect cloud gaming to just explode in, in parts of the world that um, maybe just don't have access to the physical media because you don't need physical media when cloud gaming is involved. Thanks, Lloyd. Uh, we're going to move on to Avery now. Avery, yeah. what's your object? So, kind of, I kind of want to bridge off of, of what Lloyd was saying about the the games themselves being important here. If you look at mobile gaming. Um, you're you're pretty much falling into a couple of categories. You've got your uh, casual game, what we traditionally think of as mobile gaming games. Your uh, your Candy Crushes and and uh, all those little um, uh, make an army kind of things and uh, and those those kind of games. The ones that are always in the ads on the mobile games for other mobile games that are all just trying to get you to buy more microtransactions. That's the whole purpose of those games is to is to bring in microtransactions. Then you've got um, games that are trying to be—I I don't want to sound—I don't want to sound mean, but trying to be like real games. Like there are a ton of MMOs, MMOs, big old finger quotes on uh, on Android and and iOS that are really just crap. Like they're just—they're just. They're just they're trying to be wow, but with no budget and probably off the off the shelf, you know, Unity meshes and and uh, and the whole goal is to get you in there so that you, you buy the the super mega golden feather pack to get your double plus unicorn mount and all that crap because there are a bunch of people who would totally play wow or final fantasy 14 or any of those you know old school RuneScape or whatever if they could play it on their cell phone. So what cloud gaming does is it will it will give these emerging markets and it will give communities and it's not even just emerging markets people in the United States and Canada and Europe who can't afford to get the monolith that's behind Lloyd at the moment uh, but would love to play real games games that actually were produced by studios that have integrity in some cases ea uh and and that have budgets and that have uh stories and art and music and it's a real game uh that you would go into a GameStop and buy or wherever else 
that can't because they can't. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm not getting choked up on this. I swear. They just can't play him, you guys. And I just <laughs> wish that they could play these games, and they can't. Um, but they're finally given. They're finally given the opportunity through cloud gaming. So I think we've said it before. And and all of us individually have said it on our own shows that cloud gaming is the democratization of gaming. It's the ability for anybody anywhere to play any game. And that is what I think is the true value of cloud gaming as a as a platform change to really bring real gaming to people who are desperate for real gaming. And it just cracks me up, you guys. I just <laughs> I just want these people to play their Call of Duties and their stacks on stacks on stacks on stacks on stacks. You can go on to any. I can't. Uh, thank you for that very impassioned uh, <laughs> for real games. I think that was the, the chat buzz up there, the real games. I think we may have to come back to that a wee bit later. Eddie, uh, on to your, yourself. So um, I had a, the opportunity to join a conference this week talking about video games and uh, basically everybody's trying to go mobile. Um, big publishers are trying to go mobile. Even Square Enix have a studio completely dedicated to make mobile games. And uh, they learned that they they continue making mobile games, but focus on the what they calling right now, the hyper casual. Uh, I even have some numbers here that I would like to to mention that I, I got on that conference. Um, on last year, 2019, and the gaming industry had a total profit of $152 billion when mobile was 45% of that, consoles were 32% of that, and PC was 23% of that. So they were always trying to get to mobile, 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 but it is hard for them to develop on mobile and adapt that develop for screen sizes um, depending on iOS or Android. So in, in one of the, um, the shows of the conference, they said it was extremely important if they could deliver a solution to cloud, such as uh, um, if you develop for Xbox, it's going to be available already on, on xCloud. So mobile players can play uh, a single build. Stadia, same thing. Luna looks like it's going to be same, similar as PC. They do a build for PC. It's the same build for Luna that can be played everywhere. So developers were taking a really advantage of that. And if they push this to every single game that they develop can be played on mobile, those emerging markets that are eager to play those games but doesn't afford the money, um, they, they definitely want to play that. Oh, of course, there are... People who are, as they, they mentioned as well, the conference hyper casuals, which are, as Avery was saying, Candy Crush players or everything else. People who can jump on, okay, I have five minutes to spare. I can play something during five minutes. So in, in that scenario, tech companies trying to make games like Outcasters, which will bring a competitive game that you can play a match for five minutes, and then you just move on. So... Uh, it's interesting to see that the whole industry is thinking on what's going to come in the next years because they know the number of players and where the number of money it is actually, big chunk, it is on mobile. So they're trying to get players from mobile. I know North America and Europe, those um, they don't care. But even um, the big esports teams in North America are starting to create um, teams to play like Call of Duty Mobile, for example. But that's a separate discussion from what we're talking today. We're talking about the emerging markets. So I feel like the emerging markets will take a huge advantage of, of cloud gaming because even though if we have those mobile, so-called mobile games today and games like PUBG that they needed to create a special light version for the mobile or other games uh, such as uh, it's called Free Fire, which is a straight copy from PUBG and very, very much popular. If you go on YouTube and see the most viewed game, probably is going to be on the top three. And Or even Fortnite, when uh, once Team Sweeney said we got to ship Fortnite for nine different platforms, 
So they spend a lot of time to, to make those updates and the cloud gaming will help them on that. Emerging markets, myself as a Brazilian, I am very happy that the cloud gaming X Cloud project X Cloud is arriving in Brazil uh, next Wednesday. Uh, it's arriving just as was the beginning of the X Cloud project. Uh, it's going to be a closed beta. You have to subscribe, and uh, if you get accepted, you will be testing. And I've already seen a huge positivity on the cloud gaming community in Brazil. Most of them right now are towards GeForce Now. They use GeForce Now, even though GeForce Now is not developed, um, not available in Brazil yet. But I'm really, really eager to see the evolution of cloud gaming, especially for uh, the emerging countries. Thank you all for the, your openings, sir. Does anybody want to respond to? Yeah, just saying, so is this, the big the big gaming companies, you know, they they create these big IP and it's all about exploiting that IP. And that's why, as Eddie touched on, you've seen adaptations of the big gaming IP to 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 work on a mobile. So originally, right. for, you know, the Fortnite was an adaptation uh, to work on, you know, Android and stuff like that. And then, you know, the PUBG mobile is an adaptation and there's 50 million, you know, play, there were 50 million players in India. And I just looked up, it, you know, the Call of Duty, they did a mobile ad uh, adaptation, 250 million downloads. So there's a market there. Uh, and it's only because they're having to adapt it to work on, you know, they, they know that the, the mobile phone is a platform upon which people play. And I know there's some people in the chat are going, well, I, I only use my phone for texting and phone calls. Well, that's because you have access to, you know, a decent gaming PC console, et cetera, et cetera. So I mean, if, if you've grown up with nothing else as some, you know, um, I think as uh, Chase said, watching, tv on your phone watching films on your t uh, on your phone playing games on your phone doing all that like i look at i remember my you know my there's a whole generation that's growing up that doesn't do things in the conventional way that us slightly older people do so you know i said, <laughs> I, I said to my you know my teenage daughter do you want me to put a tv in your room and she okay, said boomer what? yeah exactly <laughs> she said uh generation x she said uh, what's the she said what's the point dad i'll just watch it on my computer Right. She's well, not interested in having a TV. And I said, but surely it'd be like a TV, put it in your room. It'd be nice. It'd be much bigger. No, I just, I like watching, or, you know, and I'll go in and she's watching on her phone. I'll say, don't you want to watch that on the computer? She goes, no, I'm quite happy. I like, you know, so it's like, it's a habit that people are used to, you know, to doing things on their mobile phones. So uh, the platforms are there. The culture of consuming content via that platform is there big ip you know big publishers have ha are adapting their games because they've got an eye on markets like india and china and it's not just the western companies i mean um as L lloyd mentioned you know there are com companies we don't even we don't know of but are very big in you know in china and stuff already doing you know mobile and cloud things on a massive scale the company that did the work for uh, nintendo for their cloud stuff is very much you know based in china tencent are investing heavily in that kind of stuff as well because they know there's that you know india is a massive massive market china is a massive massive market so it's not just the western sort of tech companies doing it we know that china from a tech point of view is a massive player and that the Asian Pacific market in terms of gaming is larger than America and Europe, you know, put together. So as I say, the big IP know that there's this market there. That's why they do these adaptations for mobile phone. And as Eddie touched, it's much, surely it would be much better to do one kind of version and then make it accessible on different platforms. Uh, and that's what cloud gaming kind of offers these publishers. So, um, you know, there's plenty of evidence that uh, um, the market is there and there's plenty of action from publishers and stuff who've demonstrated that they know the market's there and cloud gaming gives them an easier an easier route to that market than finding a, you know, a company that can suddenly turn Call of Duty into a mobile phone version. Well, Clive, to to your point, just two quick things. So one that's the thing that I think it's hard for us to see beyond 
the ocean that exists, meaning we can't see the land on the other side of the horizon is we are so ingrained into dedicated devices in North American Europe. We don't understand when we say, well, mobile gaming is not gaming. That's not true. To us, it may not, you may not feel yeah, that way, yeah. but to the rest of the world, it is. That is the only way, like when that ROG3 phone came out, you should have seen the outcry of support that existed in all of these countries that were like, that's going to be my new PC because it is their PC. That is how they consume media. And, and I think we have to get into that mindset. And I think the second thing that is very, very important that I want to come back to that we talked about this past week is this is where this space is going to get extremely interesting is delivery methods. And it's going to come down to 5G, satellite. And again, why am I bringing up satellite in particular? What did Microsoft just do in the last two and a half weeks? They it directly did a partnership with SpaceX and with um, Starlink, right? For Azure direct connection to satellite infrastructure. They folks, this is these are chess piece moves that are being set up in front of our very eyes right now to move towards getting to these places where the internet infrastructure isn't great. And once it's deployed, it's going to take off like wildfire. You won't be able to put it back and take it back to the place that we're at right now. It's going to just explode. It's true. So it's not just Microsoft. So I'm just also looking. So 5G is rolling out in India sort of over the next year or so and google have taken a 20 percent stake in one of the major 5g companies that are, are rolling out so you're getting your microsoft's and your google's investing in the infrastructure because they want these countries to have the infrastructure so that they could then sell and deliver their services whether it be in game form or whatever and and if the market's not there then you support the develop the infrastructure for that market. And that's what Microsoft are doing with the, the Starlink thing. As a Google making investments in 5G companies, Tencent uh, in India, Tencent making massive investments in companies uh, in, in Asia Pacific and stuff like that, because they want to help and encourage the infrastructure so that they can then sell their services on top of it. And there's a genuine market, you know, there for them to do that. So, yeah. so do you really have, uh, sorry, Luke, you go ahead. No, you go go for it. <laughs> no, you go. It's, it's it's I'm supposed to say yes. Uh, yeah. Do you think then we're we're almost headed toward um, a, a two pronged approach to this? You're going to have companies that make games that want cloud gaming to roll out so that they can sell games. And then you're going to have service providers like Amazon, Google, Microsoft, who want to promote the infrastructure that happens to make cloud gaming work. But that's really only such a small sliver of it. We talked a little bit about this last week as well. Amazon's not getting into gaming because they have this altruistic need to bring gaming to the masses. They're getting into gaming because it represents, number one, it's just more money for them. Number two, it's a chance to sell AWS to other people who want to do cloud gaming. And they have to prove it first, but then make it work elsewhere. Google did not do Stadia. I'm gonna I'm gonna burst all my, my Stadia friends and family's bubble. They didn't do Stadia because they really love gaming and they want us to play games. They did it because Google. Cl- I know, I know, it's so mean. They did it because they want to make more money on YouTube. And that one of the easiest ways to do that is to number one, sharpen and refine the technology to make delivering you video that much faster and better. And number two, cr- automatically build in a self-fulfilling mechanism for them to get more content on the platform without having to pay anybody for the privilege, which is what's going to happen when YouTube streaming rolls out. Amazon, same thing with Twitch. They want you to get those Twitch subs in. And if them making it easy for you to broadcast on Luna to Twitch, gets more people doing Twitch, then there will just be more money. None of these are nonprofit companies. These are not churches trying to bestow upon us the blessings of games. It's all about the money. And there are billions with a B, if not trillions with a T of dollars waiting for them in Russia and India and China and the Koreas. There's, well, (laughs) primarily one Korea, uh, but (laughs) there's so much money there. And they're going to go for it because if it's 
Amazon and Google and Microsoft that do it, then they can also sell that startup working on uh, new AI technology on Google Cloud Platform. Or they can sell that startup trying to roll out a new payment processor to India on AWS. That's It's just money. It's always just money. And maybe to move away from emerging markets for a second and just talk about game development, uh, when iOS became a thing and that was the App Store, we saw uh, we saw a race to the bottom. So games, when they first came out, uh, Super Monkey Ball came out, it was $10. Uh, a poker game from Apple came out, it was $10. That was the price for video games. I covered the, the App Store from its infancy on an old podcast I did called a touch of gaming and we saw games coming out at ten dollars ten dollars ten dollars and then a month later it's like five dollars oh some are seven but five dollars and then next thing you know everything ran down to 99 cents and even those games weren't selling so they saw that free with in-app purchases were was the way to go and i had to wonder like looking at other parts of the world if it was more attractive for free with in-app purchases or if they just would want to buy the game just right. looking at the dollar amounts, right? And what my hope is for emerging markets and us, because I'm greedy, even though I'm Canadian, um, <laughs> I, I want to see less of these watered down Call, Call of Duty. We'll use Call of Duty as a bad uh, example. A Call of Duty game with give me uh, 25 gems and you can have this gun skin or this new weapon. I don't, I don't want to have games like that. I want to be able to either pay for a service or pay for the game. And my, my hope, for emerging markets and us is that cloud being easier to access with a lot of competition with Luna and Apple coming out with theirs in the future if they do and Google having their own and Microsoft having their own that all the major players will say, okay, we want less in-app purchases. We want to have more games on our streaming service and we want to sell it uh, all you can eat for X number of dollars or we want to sell you a game at a discount if you're in say India or China or or whatever and mm -hmm. and use the cloud streaming network as the way to get those games on the service so there isn't a uh i, I don't know uh i don't, I don't want to use bad words so a bad version <laughs> of a video game uh coming out for some people because they're playing on mobile phones and a good version on all the other consoles because it's a full console release i want to see that go away and i just want to see Assassin's Creed Valhalla comes out and it's playable on every console, every right. streaming service, every everywhere. Doesn't matter what part of the world you live on, and or live in, and or, or on. I guess is also accurate. Um, I want to see the the I don't know the the embracing of the whales out there that spend five hundred dollars on a mobile the mobile phone uh, version of the app to go away, and yet everybody plays the same versions of the games, and that's going to be a huge benefit to emerging markets because. They're getting versions of games that they maybe not have had access to. And then developers themselves don't have to deal with 18 versions of, of a game anymore with uh, Android versions and iOS versions and who knows whatever, what other mobile device um, is going to come out after that with that version of the game with in-app purchases. They can just focus on a core um, number of SKUs, the console versions, and a cloud version of, of SKU of that game and not divert resources to making these weird free-to-play, in-app purchases, whale-attracting versions of the game, and we can all play the same stuff. Uh, that's my hope for cloud gaming in the future. One thing that, or uh, outsourcing them to cheaper companies. Sorry, Eddie. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. One, one thing that uh, um, I'd like to highlight here, and hear your comments, guys, it is most of those countries, um, they use mobile devices, and that's already clear. But there's a chunk... Of, pretty significant chunk as well of people who have access to a computer, but it's not a gaming computer. And they would like to play Valhalla, let's say, on a bigger screen. By having cloud gaming available on these countries, they will be able to play those games that they were always eager to play, but couldn't with cloud gaming right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's there's just there's just chess. Yeah, there was something I wanted to just add though, and it's back to a point where we were talking about these companies buying into 5G and satellite. I want to just be for folks that are watching because sometimes with business you don't know the inner workings of what's going on behind the scenes. 
I just want to make something really clear about one piece with that. Just because you buy an ownership stake in a company does not mean you get to automatically use the infrastructure. And I think that's very important that folks understand that, that even like, let me give you an example. If you bought 5% into Burger King and you own a brand new broiler company, right? You can't just go drop the broilers into the Burger Kings. You have to go before the board of directors. There has to be what's called a use agreement in place. And that use agreement then allows you to deploy those into multiple locations. That's no different for what Google's doing because they've bought into Starlink. They have stock in Starlink. They have stock in 5G as Clive was mentioning, but they can't just outright go and just use the infrastructure. They have to get approval. So you want to be really careful when you see these companies where they say, I bought into this. Until you see an official use agreement, like what you saw Microsoft do with Azure and with Starlink, that is where they're then using the infrastructure. And I just wanted to make sure to put that out there because sometimes we can get confused in that and you might hear one thing versus another and you don't want to, I just want the, we're the, uh, the listeners that they know how that process is working behind the scenes. Yeah. Those investments are there to, are to help support it, to encourage the infrastructure in that company It's to give it a little boost uh, and then let let that little boost. It's like help l light the fire, as it were. Get the infrastructure going, and then uh, let other companies come in, finish off that infrastructure. So it's just giving them a bit of support. And then once the infrastructure is in place, you've now got a market for your product. And that's just cl classic business: is to seed the market or, or help seed the infrastructure for your um, for your market. The the other thing, the, just touch. Um, on what Lloyd was saying is that we've already seen with the, the big publishers, they recognize that people just want to play games on their devices and they want to play games with their mates, irrespective of the device their mate is on. Um, and the head of EA Studios, uh, I forget her name, La Lara, I forget her name anyway, uh, but uh, has said that that's part of their strategy with pushing towards making everything cross-play and cross-save. You've seen uh, with uh, Ubisoft Connect and Ubisoft Plus, it's all about you subscribe to Ubisoft Plus and you can play it on your PC or you play it on your Luna or, you know, when it's on Stadia. It doesn't matter. It's cross-save in terms of cross-progression and stuff like that. So they see that strategy, this idea of, of because they just want people playing their games. And they recognize nowadays that people play their games with their friends and their friends might have different devices. So they've seen that, that is the, that's the strategy. Make your game available on a wide range of platforms and make it so that those uh, players can play with their mates who might be on other platforms. And then the other thing, just touch on um, about why Amazon and why Google, you know, kind of go into these things, as Avery said, uh, you know, it's all about the money. Uh, but part of it is about keeping people in their ecosystem. And if people are watching a lot of film and TV, you think, oh, okay, we'll provide a film and TV service, keep them in their ecosystem. Oh, it seems there's a trend. The trend for playing games is increasing. We'll keep them in our ecosystem, which is why you are seeing these big anti-competitive lawsuits in the, you know, in the US and in Europe against companies like Google and stuff. Because what they're saying is, you've gone and created a scenario where you, where people, it's really hard for people to leave your ecosystem. They want to watch a video. They go to YouTube. They want to do a search. They go to the search. And that's what it's all about. It's about keeping people in their ecosystem. And the head of Netflix uh, once uh, last year said, you know, we're competing with, we're not competing necessarily with the likes of other TV companies or Hollywood. We're competing with Fortnite. And people are like, so it was Reed Hastings, the head of um, Netflix. Uh, and people are like, what do you mean you're competing with Fortnite? Because it doesn't matter about the entertainment. It matters about the eyeballs and the hours that people are spending in a certain ecosystem. And so Netflix recognized that they are competing with other forms of entertainment and other ecosystems, not just TV and film, but gaming or in YouTube or whatever. So they have to say to themselves, how do we get people into our ecosystem 
And it's the same as to say with Amazon, they want people to stay in their ecosystem. Google want people to stay in their ecosystem. And if the trend is that a large percentage of leisure time is spent playing games, then you make sure you shore up that bit of the market for you and keep people within your ecosystem. Thanks, well, it's client. not just <laughs> yeah, it's not, and it's not just their software and services ecosystem. It's their hardware ecosystem. Yeah, something that Eddie, some Eddie sparked this in my brain, and then Clive gave me the perfect segue for it. Thank you. Um, their phone for people whose phone might be their only device. That's one thing, but if you buy a Pixel phone, what? Where were you able to play Stadia before anywhere else? Your Pixel phone. So they gave you an incentive to want to purchase that. What kind of computers are Google really pushing for you to be able to play Stadia on? Chromebooks. Because they know that the Chromebook is cheap. You can buy a $199 Chromebook and play Doom Eternal on it in smooth, flawless, 1080p gorgeousness. You can buy a $400 4K Samsung Chromebook and be able to play it flawlessly. So... It's not just about uh, getting you hooked into their into their services and software ecosystem, which is very much a part of it. But it's also the fact that when you're in an emerging market, the you have a choice. Sometimes you're only going to be able to buy one device, and if you're if you're if you're a parent with kids, and the and the choice that you're having to make is I can either buy a gaming device or I can buy a device for school. Everybody, it's all everybody's remote school right now, and the number one selling educational device is the Chromebook. Um, school districts and, and parents everywhere buy Chromebooks because it's cheap, it's easy, and you can just let your kids roll on it. So now the Chromebook is cheap and easy and you can let your kids go for it to do their schoolwork and you know watch their YouTube videos and play AAA video games without having to buy a $500 console. And that's where these emerging markets, particularly in places where the amount of disposable income for uh, for luxury entertainment goods is going to be smaller than the amount of disposable income for household necessities of which a simple computer might be considered one. Suddenly you bring cloud gaming into it and you say, okay, you know, we know you can't afford the $500 Xbox, you know, $500 US Xbox, but you've got to get a, you got to get a device for your kids anyways, because they got to do homeschool right now. And this one also happens to be able to run Luna or it happens to be able to run xCloud or it happens to be able to run whatever else. Go for it. Right. And, and all you need is a, a $20 controller off of Amazon. And now your kids can play the AAA games. That's going to be a big differentiator from uh, the, the console market because if you buy an Xbox, the only thing you can do on it is play Xbox games. And you know, they have Netflix and stuff. But you're not buying an Xbox to do your homework. Um, you might be buying your Xbox so you don't have to do your homework. But you're not buying it to do your homework. So we're the rise of that. I, I'll tell you one thing I'm really surprised. I'm surprised we haven't seen the Amazon Firebook yet. I'm really surprised Amazon has not released a laptop with some version of Fire OS on it, which would then be sold as a Luna device and an Amazon Prime video device and an Amazon Music device. I bet you there's R and D happening right now on that. Uh, yeah, they were burnt a bit by the phone, weren't they? Though. <laughs> they were. Uh, Lloyd. You yeah, I just want to say, that, like, the the companies tying their hardware to the software wants, or tying the software wants to the hardware that they want to make, is 100% correct. Like, I bought a $400 Chromebook for um, my son schooling last year because he was remote learning. That was great. And I was looking, I need to get another one for my daughter now because she's going to be remote learning this year. And I'm like, well, I don't want to buy another $400 Chromebook. So saw a sale at Staples of all place in Canada. I got a Chromebook for $139 and got it home. And what's the first offer that pops up? Hey, get three free months of Google Stadia for buying this device. And I'm like, this is amazing. Um, of course, I'd already used it on my son's, so I couldn't use a second one. But but there it is. Um, and that's exactly what, the, what they want to do. They want to sell hardware and they want to tie services to it. Uh, Apple's had uh, kind of the monopoly of doing that forever because they make the hardware, make the software, make the services, make everything. And now a lot more companies are doing that. Uh, but when you look at... Um, emerging markets where you have a lot of kids going to school, um, not a lot of money potentially, what kind of machines are these people using? They're using their phone um, or they're using a cheap $99 Chromebook and they're pairing that to their phone. 
So now all of a sudden this becomes a triple uh, A game playing combination where you're streaming on Stadia, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, using the data from your unlimited cell phone plan, and you're playing you're playing the the next gen of gaming on a ninety nine dollar Chromebook that was supplied to you from your school for 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 going to class. Um, pretty amazing future, and I, I think that's only going to continue going um, going forward, where companies are coming out with more performant and cheaper devices uh, for these um, for these other countries that aren't North America and, and Europe say um, they're they're going to be bringing as as much power and and functionality into these devices um, and keeping the, the cost low because they want um, they want these devices to be in use by everybody um, out in in the communities out there and if you can get cloud streaming on that that's going to be fantastic for these people. Yeah, there's so much I would want to bring up in this because we haven't even touched on the Facebook. Could they be doing it uh, the back doorway because they're focusing on bringing mobile games in? And then we've got the, the section where we could be talking about could this actually be a good thing for us Western gamers as well? Could uh, these emerging markets are going to have to get games to suit their audience? Could we see brand new games and franchises being made specifically like, for these emerging markets, could, which could then be rather over to ourselves to play. There's just so much in this emerging market uh, discussion which we could go into. But the time is absolutely flying because I think we could sit here and discuss this for hours upon hours. So I think it might be an idea just to go on to our, our final thoughts. Eddie, uh, do you want to kick us off there? So um, I'll kick us off uh, with that comment, Duncan, from um, Facebook Gaming. I feel like Facebook gaming, it's the place right now for the casuals or hyper casuals with the kind of game to provide over there. Um, that cloud service right now for Facebook gaming, I don't feel like a competitive because those games that people already play on that, they can play on a $200 smartphone, which is um, where the, the kind of smartphone that people in these emerging countries have. And they rather prefer download it and just play it uh, locally, so they don't need to. They they can be whatever they are and play uh, those kind of uh, hyper casual games. Now um, I still looking forward to see how. Right now, uh, Xbox is gonna be the first one to to do their to dip their toes on on cloud gaming on an emerging country. And um, I'm curious to see how it's going to behave in terms of uh, technology. Um, Technology-wise, I'm meaning uh, where they're going to put the servers. Specifically talking about Brazil. Brazil is a continental place, just as big as Canada or US. And I don't know how much they are willing to invest. And uh, I'm curious to see how, how it's going to behave putting those servers closest as possible to the edge nodes in um, that technical jargon that we don't need to speak right now. Well, we'll keep a look. Okay, thank, thank you, uh, Eddie. And uh, Avery, what about yourself? Uh, follow the money, folks. Follow the money. That's that's where all this is going. I'm going to drop a little bomb on you for, for people who don't already know this. King, the game maker that makes Candy Crush Saga, Bubble Witch Saga, all those things that are so huge. You know who their parent company is? Activision Blizzard. It's all about the money. So they're going to find it in downloadable games. They're going to find it in AAA games. They're going to find it in streaming, wherever they can find it. And if there is a market that does not have a billion players already playing, they're going to find it. So follow the money. And I guarantee you, it's it's the rising tide that lifts all boats. The better things work over there, the better they're going to work over here too. Yep. And Lloyd? Yeah, just um, I, I'm... As always, I like to think about the future and and plan out where the next five years are. Um, but like most things in technology, it's impossible to really go past five years uh, because there's new technology that comes out that kind of um, knocks everything over, and uh, you have to reset it up and then and then think five years from that point. Um, but I I do honestly think that um, the internet being what it is and emerging markets um, having consumers that are basically just consuming content based on their phones 
Um, and some of their phones even have FM transmitters in them, which they're not using anymore because they're listening to podcasts and streaming streaming audio. Um, gaming is going to be huge in these markets, and I can't wait to see who the winner is uh, for, for to get there first and and really push the envelope, uh, because then that's going to generate so much competition, which we're going to benefit from in in markets that we're we're used to video games and and buying new consoles and everything like that. Um, it's going to be a fantastic thing to see over the next uh, five plus years. Thanks, Lloyd. Uh, cheers. Well, Lloyd, you know, my my favorite movie of all time is Back to the Future. So let's jump in the DeLorean. Let's go five yeah. years into the future and let's find out who wins. It's not going to happen. Marty, but, uh, Marty <laughs> cloud gaming, <to> Marty. <laughs> but um, I, I basically what Lloyd Navery have said is how I feel. One, it's it's all about the money. These companies are all about dollar signs and they're going to find what's going to be the easiest way for them to make money. And two, the market's going to determine the winner. We're not, we can sit here all day and talk about what we think is going to happen here or there. Consumers will decide and whoever wins will win. And guess what folks, this is a reality that you have to, you have to kind of set yourself to, to understand going forward is companies that have the best performance don't always win. Sometimes it's the company that has the better message. So you want to be real careful that you don't set your expectations so high that you get let down by any company. And I'm saying that respectfully for anyone, whether it's Microsoft, Google, whoever it is, because it's going to be dictated by the marketplace. Thank you, Chess And Clive? Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting, you know, Eddie mentioned about, you know, we've got, you know, so big companies in China and stuff. Um, and are we going to start, and with these emerging markets, are we going to start seeing the influence of those emerging markets on games and then come back here? So with the um, Black Myth Wukong game, which is a Chinese you know, developer, and there's a lot of excitement in the West for it. And then the Xbox um, have got, is it Crossfire, which is one of the most popular on PC online um pvp games in china and xbox have invested in that and doing a single campaign version they bought um they bought the, the trial version the pvp version for xbox for a while but i think they're doing a campaign version uh of that um for the xbox as well so we started to see that kind of uh, back and forth sort of two-way traffic now from kind of you know where there's em emerging markets and then the other thing is in terms of technology as well uh you know i've seen various people on twitter sort of say it won't be seven or ten years until cloud gaming really takes off no cloud gaming is taking off now because in seven to ten years you're gonna have 6g and you know china have just sent a rocket into space with a 6g satellite to test it out and in the uk they um there's a university department looking at 6g innovation um right now so i remember when i first had netflix i didn't even have um fiber to you know uh, broadband and so it was a bit rubbish you know i live in a village it took a while before fiber to, to fiber to the cabinet or not even fiber i still don't have fiber to the house it's still fiber to the what we call to the cabinet um but it's plenty enough to play stage and stuff but i remember you know that was what 10 maybe 10 years ago maybe less that you know we didn't have uh fiber in the village so that's a really short period of time so the five years in five years time things are going to look radically different in terms of the amount of people who you know have the technology and infrastructure necessary to play cloud gaming at the level that we're all playing it now you know i mean i'm really envious of everybody who has you know a hundred plus you know megabits i only have like 50 to 60 but that is absolutely plenty to play um, Stadia on and get 4K and all of that. And so that's going to be pretty low down the sort of level of what people have in three, four years' time. Everybody's going to have that as a minimum. Um, and then when you start getting to five to 10 years, you're going to start seeing 6G and crazy stuff like that. And that's just redonkulous. Thank you, Clive. Uh, thank you all for taking part here today. And thank you all for uh, watching. Uh, next week, this will be part of Stadia Super Saturday. Yeah. So there's a, there's a full day. It's nearly a day and a half full of Stadia content. And the show will be there. And Rock Touchwood should be back. And you don't have to see my ugly mug again. So. <laughs>
We'll have you so, the panel itself on one day. Yeah. I'm sure you don't have any opinions about any of this at all, right, Duncan? <laughs> I've got no opinions at all. I'm not opinionated, and I don't stick mine out there everywhere. But, uh, yeah, thank you all for joining us. And uh, everybody's links are in the description below if you want to follow everybody on Twitter. So, again, thank you all for watching, and we will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye. -bye.